Nearly 30 years ago, John Hammond's dream of bringing the prehistoric past back to life became a reality thanks to Engine's dedicated team of scientists and their trademark state-of-the-art cloning technologies. An experience 65 million years in the making, Hammond spared no expense in creating this one-of-a-kind ecological preserve where people from around the world were invited to see dinosaurs up close and personal for the very first time. Jurassic Park was originally set to open its doors to visitors back in 1993 on the luxurious island of Isla Nublar. However, due to technical difficulties, its opening was delayed indefinitely. A few years later, another attempt to revive Jurassic Park was planned for a location in San Diego, but unfortunately befell similar complications which seemingly spelled doom for the project going forward. However, after careful planning, increased security measures, a complete remodel, clever rebranding, and the right amount of time for public amnesia, the world-renowned five-star resort Jurassic World was officially open to the public and celebrated its 10-year anniversary in 2015. During that time, we here at Engine have heard the rumors regarding genetic testing and mutations. We're also aware of reports of increased volcanic activity on the island. But we would like to put your mind at ease and assure all of our potential guests that Jurassic World is as safe as it's ever been. Now, we would like to cordially invite you to a wonderful world of a time long forgotten and revisit the magic and wonder of the Jurassic Park franchise as we lead up to this summer's release of Jurassic Park Dominion in theaters June 10th, 2022, right here on the latest season of Podcasters Assemble. Submissions are always open. Hi, <laughs> I'm Bill, and I absolutely love old video games, but... I didn't have anyone to play with. So I decided to start the Super Switch Club. That's right, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reliving the nostalgia of retro video games that are also on the Nintendo Online Virtual Library. I'm Jay. It's uh, Lucathor. This is Frost. It's um, Pete from Attack on Final Fantasy. Hey folks, this is Brett from Skeleton House. Hey, it's your boy B again. This is Ben from Dragoon Effect. This is Eric Slater from Epic Tales of History, Too Young for This Trek, and Podcasters Assemble. This is Troidal Power from the Power Playthroughs Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Scott from over on Twitch, where you can find me at twitch.tv slash thescottspot, and also a co-host of the RPG After Years podcast. Back again to talk about, uh, easy, nope, nope, wrong, medium route. I'm here today to go over Star Fox's second route. Hi guys, back at it again for Route 2 on Star Fox. And you're listening to the Super Switch Club podcast, a podcast where we peel away the veneer of nostalgia and play some unnecessarily difficult video games available on the Nintendo Switch online virtual console. Truly awful games that are not as good as we remember. Fantastic. I'm thoroughly looking forward to this. It's time for Route 2, Darfox. For the Super Switch Club. Good luck. Okay, so first off, this is totally unrelated to Route 2, but I noticed that in my preparation as I was getting ready to run Route 2, I looked at the Star Fox logo. This logo appears in every game's logo, just the text Star Fox, and I realized that the tail of the X in Fox is, it extends out into the shape of a fox tail. I don't know how many times I've seen this logo, and I've never put that together, and I was just like, 
it kind of blew my mind. So uh, I started off this week with a bang. I'm here to talk about uh, Star Fox on the Super Nintendo, and specifically Route 2. This season, we are playing Star Fox for the SNES. Anyway, so we're returning to Star Fox after several weeks once again. Um, several weeks is a much improved time frame, I reckon, over the uh, several months that we would sometimes do between Zelda 2 episodes. So happy to report I didn't lose all of my Star Fox skills. Maybe, anyway. I very much was a Nintendo 64 kid. Um, we had uh, an NES and a Super Nintendo growing up. I remember the NES a lot. I weirdly have very little Super Nintendo memories, but I remember the Nintendo 64 really well, and Star Fox 64 was one of my favorite games on there for a long time, and it's still like a favorite. I still love it. And today we are discussing Route 2, the medium difficulty path to Venom. Route 2 is the top route. It takes you through several stages, um, Sector X, Sector Y, Titania, and so forth. At the end of the last one, I said... Uh... I remember Star Fox being a little bit tougher than it was, and uh, it's definitely Roots 2 and I guess probably 3 that I'm thinking of, because um, it was <laughs> Route 2 was quite a bit harder than Route 1. Huh. I just realized that I can't remember if I ever actually beat this game on Medium before. And uh, it, was, uh, it was fun, and to be honest, I didn't find it that much more difficult than Route 1. In fact, I may have even found it easier, but that could also be because I'm just more used to Star Fox now and how to play the game. So, who knows, really. Alright, about to start Route 2. Wish me luck. Star Fox 64 is great. Star Fox on the Super Nintendo is not great. This game kind of reminds me of the 80s movie, The Last Starfighter, because as a kid, I always secretly hoped that my skills as an R-Wing pilot would, you know, actually come in handy for real someday. And I guess you could say that all those hours of gaming finally paid off. Kind of. When I grow up, I want to play old video games and talk about them with my friends on the internet. Well, at least my uh, 12-year-old self would be proud of me. I did play through Route 1. I didn't get a chance to submit for it, but um, I did play through it all. I'm playing it on the Switch, and I use save states liberally. Um, I, I would not have been able to complete even Route 1 without many, 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 many attempts without save states. And going into uh, Route 2, I knew that I was going to abuse those save states. Uh, a lot. First level is Cornea at the base. You start off on Corneria. Star Fox team, our last resort is to counterattack Venom. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, it's going to do that thing again, isn't it? Ugh. All right. With the same intro we saw in Route 1 with the audio countdown as the ships fly out of the tunnel and onto the battlefield. <laughs> Emergency. 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 We start out on the planet Corneria again, and General Pepper says our last resort is to counterattack Venom again. <sighs> Here we go again. Uh, you start out in Corneria, which was the same stage as uh, Route 1. Corneria in Route 2 is pretty pretty much the same as Corneria Route 1. So Corneria is pretty much the same, um, but harder. The first thing I notice is there seems to be many more enemies in this level than in Route 1. All right, so our first planet yet again is Corneria. Uh, I half expected the enemies to be different, or at least the layout of enemies, and I've not played it since I submitted my last one, so I don't know when that was. I, I don't... I think it's different than route, Easy Route Corneria, because I died on it. As far as I could tell, there wasn't any differences. Maybe there was, but it didn't really feel any harder. But I don't actually know if that is, is true or if I'm just bad. 
I get it's the first world, but you could have changed things up a little bit. On the, the Cornelia stage, it was totally fine to have basically the same backdrop. So, Route 2 starts you off in Corneria again, but it is far different than the Corneria of Route 1. I can't tell if this level is any different or not. There was new buildings and stuff and new enemies. I, I mean, there's more enemies there, maybe a little bit tougher. A lot more dodging, maneuvering in this one. Uh, a lot of the enemies have, like, bombs right away. It also appears, although I'm not 100% sure, that the level layout is the same with some minor differences. For example, the arch where you pick up the twin lasers has a door that closes on you just as you attempt to fly through it. Was I supposed to use my retros there? I end up smashing through it, but picking up the twin lasers. I, I was doing sh kind of shitty at first, but I, I think that was like just knocking the cobwebs off a little bit. Uh, maybe it's because I didn't start with a t tutorial or anything this time. Honestly, it's, it overall it feels very much the same. Uh, there's just like more obstacles. No, yeah, it must be different because there's like I, there's a there's a UFO enemy that drops other enemies. I think I don't remember seeing him last time. And there's like pillars that we have to shoot or else they they fall on us. I'm definitely glad to see the health restoring rings this time through, as I'm taking a lot more enemy fire than I expected. But it didn't feel particularly different in terms of. I don't know, tone. I mean, you're, 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 it's the same scenario. You're still scrambling and launching the fighters and trying to get out of the planet planetary system, right? Yeah, I had some I had some poor plan. I got the crushed to death by those pillars because I didn't realize you could blast them to make them go away. And this time, I completely ignore Slippy's help and just start flying through arches. And almost straight out of the gate, Slippy got into trouble, so I had to save his ass. He's down to half health, and I also shoot him a bunch on accident because I can't tell them apart from anything else. But uh, from what I could see, they were the same. But yeah, like uh, the final boss of Corneria is actually almost, I mean, it is exactly the same as Route 1's. It's uh, the carrier, the attack carrier. The boss was exactly the same, but it's a little bit disappointing. And even though the boss was the same as last time around, it's a lot harder. Yeah, I believe it is the same boss from last time. The the attack carrier, which drops out enemies, and then you shoot its weak points, and the weak points fall off, and then you shoot it in the face, and it explodes. Like, I almost died multiple times on this one. It's not an exciting new stage of the battle. It's not a different story, even. So, fundamentally, I didn't really care that like the level was set up differently. The same way that, like, when you're playing Super Mario 64 and you go to a different star and the level changes a little bit, you're like, no, this is, this is still basically the same level. Don't don't try and sell me on this, uh, Nintendo. We fought that guy last time, right? Yeah, I mean, I, he's not even tougher, I don't think. He went down just as fast as uh, the first time for me here. The boss at the end of Cornier was the same as it was in Route 1 and was still pretty easy. Yeah, we must have, because it's the same guy as Star Fox 64, and I remember being like, oh, yeah, that's the Star Fox 64 guy last time. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Uh, and then you get to the boss, it's the attack carrier. As far as I can tell, same boss there as well. Uh, I do manage to get to the boss, which seems like it might... I can't remember exactly, but it seems like it might be a little more difficult. It seems like there were more bombs thrown my way. And I had to use my retros um, to stop it from crashing into me. Uh, but I did get through without dying, uh, it's, but at a measly 73%. And my team has already taken serious, uh, serious damage. I net an 81% and make it out of the level alive. I barely made it out with the score of 95% and barely any shields left. This is, uh, this is gonna be great. 
So we blast through Corneria again, and then we make it to the first space level of this route, Sector X. We get through the boss again. I think the first level I did uh, pretty well with. Okay, I got through it. I only lost one life, which is pretty good. Yeah, at the end of this level, I had a total score of 9,200, and that's, I guess, a 92%. So pretty standard first level. Although I only did get 20% score so that's only 2000 points it was really getting into uh the second level and beyond that i started to have some trouble with this game on to sector x and this time we're on to sector x and you may find a new stage sector x zone two it's called sector x or sector 10 depending on how you look at it General Pepper says, Andros's forces intend to build a base in this area. Andros's forces intend to build a base in this area. The dog guy says, Andros intends to build a base in the area. Destroy their rock crusher. Destroy their rock crusher. Cool. I'll do that for you, buddy. Don't you worry. Good luck. The second stage in Route 2 is the first one that's different. It's called Sector X instead of the asteroid field. Which is just another space level, but uh, with lots of <laughs> lots of floating debris, like uh, spinning around. But here's the thing. The little blurb about like what is trying to happen with Sector, sector X is that Andros forces are trying to build a base there, but I'm pretty sure that... Like, I had to stop their rock crusher. I'm pretty sure that it said that. I'm I'm not going to go check the footage, but I'm pretty sure that it said that I had to stop their rock crusher to prevent them from building a base. And that kind of struck me as odd at first, because the rock crusher, if I remember right, was the exact same boss that we were supposed to destroy in the asteroid belt. So they didn't really do that much to change it up here. But it seems like they didn't bother to change General Pepper's text here, because it says that he's going to uh, end Ross's forces intend to build a base in this area and destroy their rock crusher sounds very very familiar but i'm also pretty sure that that's what it was said i was supposed to do in the asteroid level on the route one so again i feel like it would have taken so little energy for them to put like because we're only talking about like two sentences worth of story right they could have just written a slightly different scenario of like oh Sector X is going to let Andros power his positron ray. You know, give me a reason why we're going to Sector X, right? This one starts out and it looks like you're flying above Corneria. We're once again in cockpit view, flying above a planet. Um, I think the second level, from what I remember, drops you into a cockpit view, like right off the bat. And boy, if I thought the regular game was nauseating, playing it from a cockpit view perspective was uh, just the pits. <laughs> it made me sick immediately. Just started the level and it's an inside the ship level, which are the worst levels. So I'm not looking forward to this. Uh, thankfully, you're able to switch out of that, and I did so as soon as I possibly could. Falco says, Here they come. Sector X seems like a huge step up in difficulty. I think Sector X is a level that I had the most trouble with on this route. Uh, I die. I think I got a game over on this one, and then I, I restarted because I didn't want that uh, to, to follow me into the later levels. Wow. <laughs> Wow, this one's hard. <laughs> uh, the best way I can describe it is you, instead of flying through asteroids, you're flying through some sort of space wreckage junkyard type deal. Or flying through the, uh, flying right through your flight path. Kind of just there to make it difficult to dodge. There's a lot of spinning beams and things like that you have to avoid while there's a million ships throwing crap at you. This is like the asteroid level on steroids. 
got a similar space setting to the asteroid field. Yeah, otherwise, I mean, it's very similar to the asteroid belt level. Um, it even has the exact same um, boss as that level. You do get to go into your cockpit view here, which, as I said in the first episode, or the second episode, uh, I much prefer. I feel like my accuracy is way higher when I'm in the cockpit view for whatever reason. This time, though, there's a lot of debris to dodge here. Not asteroids, but, like, steel beams. I guess they don't have to be steel, but beams of some kind. You start off flying through a patch of long blocks that I assume are supposed to be large steel girders for the base that Andros is constructing. Overall, it's been a total disaster. Uh, I didn't even make it to the first checkpoint before I got my first death, so... Uh, let's see uh, let's see if we can press on, or if this may, this may be the end for our Star Fox uh, team. Yeah, it's pretty long, and there's a couple of portions where you have to fly through, like, spinning space debris and, like, iron pillars that fly through the sky. Well, not sky, fly through the space. There's all these, like, spinning 2x4s, which are really hard to dodge when you're in cockpit view. The only thing that really stood out about this stage is there's, like, this spiraling debris, space debris. It's, like, um, girder-shaped, I guess, um, that kind of spirals at you, and you gotta, like, kind of fly through it in almost like an obstacle course. That was probably the most difficult part of this stage, but other than that, um, nothing of note. Honestly, <laughs> I'm having a hard time thinking of anything uh, to say about this one. All right, so uh, we didn't make it as far as we did the first time, and uh, you know, there's a real problem with this level. It's, there's so much crap on the screen that I'm getting serious frame rate drops, uh, and the worst part of it is that uh, it's like it won't generate any new, it won't generate anything else on the screen. So when the frame rate drops. It also drops your ability to fire your lasers, uh, which I have found to be incredibly frustrating. The actual levels themselves, most of the time, I didn't have too much trouble with. We're down to our last R wing. F this. There were a couple places where there were uh, like traps, like uh, these big spitting windmill things that would knock me out of the air. Um, and then I would save state backwards. You know that scene in episode one when they say that Anakin's so good at pod racing because he can anticipate things and see them before they happen. Well, he'd have trouble with this goddamn level. Son of a bitch. Back to Corneria. After that, we hit a patch of flying objects in different shapes, almost resembling the letters S, T, I, and X. If I didn't know it was spelled differently, I would have thought this was an Easter egg tribute to the band Styx. I'm sailing away, set an open course for the Virgin Sea. Anyway, I lose my first life here. This run through Corneria did not go so well. So, I have died a couple of times already on this. Uh, it is way harder than the first section. Completely different game, it feels like. This feels really unfair as well because I'm trying to dodge these shapes in like the cockpit of my my ship, but it's just ridiculous. I lost a life. Slippy's almost dead. <sighs> I think it's fun. It's just hard to tell where your ship is, especially if you're in first person. So I uh, I definitely slammed into those a lot. And so I died uh, at the end of Sector X. We start up Sector X again, and uh, Slappy's gone. We hardly knew. Okay, again, Toad gets into trouble straight away. Is it Toad or is it Frog? I've forgotten his name. What's his name? Slippy. Yeah, Slippy, he's a Toad, isn't he? Anyway, whatever. He gets into trouble straight away. And I notice that his shield is still low. So I don't know if it was the case in the first section we did, but their shield's carried over, or whether it's just because this section's meant to be harder or what. But that is not cool. 
blew it up again. Well, Slippy's dead. I guess you could say he croaked it. Hey. He hardly knew. Getting past the flying steel letters on my second try. Who puts all these spinning shapes in outer space? Oh, wait. It's probably Andros, won it? I managed to make it to the gauntlet of flying steel, where the girders are moving across our path, both vertically and horizontally. A few crashes here, and I lose my second life. I had to save my teammates a couple times, but they kept getting in the way again. On my last life, I make it to the boss, which is the same as at the asteroid field boss. Yeah, the boss. You fight the rock crusher again. It was indeed the same boss. Um, I didn't really have any struggles there. Finally made it to the rock crusher this time. Uh, he crushed me. The boss killed me three times. Back to Corneria. Good luck. And we get a rematch with the Rock Crusher. The boss is also the Rock Crusher. So the boss of Sector X is the Rock Crusher, who is a big polygon with big polygons on his side, and then his polygons shoot polygons at you. Finally got to the next boss, and it's another repeat boss. Not good, game. Not good. It was the same boss as we'd seen previously, where it's got, like, four lasers uh, on each side, and it constantly is flipping sides. It doesn't expose its blinking lights that you need to shoot each cycle. It gets progressively closer to you in its first phase, making you have to avoid crashing into it. And in its second phase, it shoots missiles at at you. It was in the second phase for the boss that I lost my third life on this level and got a game over with no continues to use. For the most part, my deaths in Route 2 came during boss fights. So yeah, you shoot his weak points and then he loses his arms or wings or rock crushers and then his main portion opens up and then you, you blast him in the face and it explodes. I had to play again from the beginning. I improved my score for Paneria to 90% and managed to take down the boss in Sector X without dying, though I do lose a wing when the center of the ship detached between phases and crashes into me. Uh, again, this guy killed me a bunch. <laughs> I think he killed me once or twice. I, I believe that was the impetus for me restarting. All right, so maybe the third time's a charm. We are through Corneria again into Sector X. It's shitty frame rate. So made it through it that time. Uh, it did help that I ended up picking up a bunch of power-ups um, and was able to... I used a bomb on the Rock Crusher, which seemed to destroy its first and second forms simultaneously, the way it exploded at just the right time, which meant that I didn't have to freaking time that retro burst so it didn't just smash into me. So, uh, maybe lucky? Maybe skill? Who knows? Yeah, well, it took a few bombs, but I made it. Uh, but yeah, second time through, I didn't have any problems because I knew, you know, his his patterns. But otherwise, it's a pretty boring level. Yeah, Sector X, pretty tough level, but pretty good, I think. I like the space levels in this game. Got a what up, man? 79%. 73% for Sector X. Yeah, at the end of this one, my score was 17,600, and I got 84% on this, on this level. But at least I'm past this tough level. I've also lost a wing, so I don't know, I don't know what happens there. Do we go back, repair it? Do we revive the frog or not? Um, I died while on the second level of Route 2 of Star Fox. And Bill, last time, decided to just quit when he died rather than uh, force his way all through the game. And so I feel like completely justified in doing the same. As your score is getting totaled up and we're seeing the team uh, kind of flying together yeah the kind of the camera like pans over and we get to see uh the next stage kind of in the distance and then watch the team fly off towards it moving on to titania on to titania up next is the planet titania 
onto Titania. A brand new area. Then you go to a more unique stage, Titania. Up next, we have Titania. The third level is the planet Titania. Or Titania. I, I don't know how other people are pronouncing it. The planet Titania. I'm going to go Titania, I think. It's a, it's a planet. Corneria's resource world has been overrun. Corneria's resource world must have been overrun. You must retake the weather control unit. Pepper says this is Corneria's resource planet and we must regain control of the weather control unit. What weather control unit? What is going on? Why am I doing this? <sighs> Ooh, weather dominator, you say? Gotta retake the weather control unit, which I assume means shoot it with lasers, right? I mean, it's not like I'm gonna disembark and go reprogram it. Good luck. So I start with level. I'm still flying around with one flipping wing like f***ing Sephiroth out here. And the hair's gone now, whatever his name was. So now I'm down to the worst, most ignorant team member and me with one wing. Brilliant. Good luck. The planet is red, but for some reason this area is ice or it's an ice planet. That's confusing. This planet surface level looks similar to the meteor from Route 1, but snowy. All right, cool. So this is a ice planet? Yeah, this level is all snowy and chilly. It's basically hot, and it sucks. Okay, so Titania's kind of cool. It's like a snowfield level. So this is a snow planet. There's not a whole lot of visibility. Titania starts off with all right, kind of an interesting gimmick. It's uh, like snowy and kind of foggy. Your like, vision's kind of uh, obscured by the fog. The sky's white. The ground's white. It can almost be difficult to tell the difference between the two at some points. It's almost like there's a, a layer of fog or something. You can't see... The draw distance is not far at all, and that's probably more due to technical limitations than, than anything. So things kind of come out of, like, pop up in front of you out of nowhere. But uh, I'd say it was effective. Also in this level, everything is blue. Everything blends in with everything else. There's no orange points that you normally fire at. It's all just blue. I hate this. Uh, which I guess it's so blizzardy that it uh, explains the terrible draw distance. Uh, anyway, uh, but the track is really good. I really like this track. Uh, it's very different than sort of the other one. Just got a thing that repaired my wing, which was nice, I suppose. So back to normal, normal flying, I guess. I don't think it really affected anything. The game's still controlled like shit, so... I pick up what looks like the double laser power-up, and it restores my missing wing, but doesn't give me the double laser. Okay, now I've lost my other wing, and I don't know where the bird guy is, but let me tell you right now, he is not helping at all. One thing I forgot to mention that's uh, actually a pretty cool uh, feature of this game is the way they use the sound effects. Like, as you're, uh, <laughs> as you're flying past an enemy, it gets louder like as you're going past it, like it would. It's a small little detail, but it really adds to it, I think. This level also had a bunch of gates that you had to shoot to open that closed after a certain period or closed after like you got close or you had to shoot them at a certain distance so they would open for the correct amount of time. I don't know, I, I slammed into them a lot. Yay, got my wing back. I crashed into a lot of shit here, but that, that's just normal. And then I picked up the plasma twin lasers that shoots out little blue energy balls. You get that if you like collect two laser power-ups. And this game is actually very, very generous with these because if you um, don't die after you get these lasers, you carry them between stages and they're OP. Like they will annihilate bosses in a matter of seconds. One thing I learned uh, as I played through this with save states is that uh, the laser upgrades that you get, they, they you lose them when you die. 
But if you just use safe states so that you never die, then you get to carry those those upgrades and stack them on top of each other, and you end up with a crazy powerful weapon. You know, I was safe scumming, I'll admit. So I managed to keep this uh, these twin lasers for the rest of the game. It was really handy and made things kind of easy. Uh, so maybe that was a, a bit of an unfair advantage. I managed to get some upgraded wing blasters, which really, really helped with this one. But I've been flying around for, I don't know, it seems like forever. Like, have I legitimately been playing this level for over 10 minutes? It turns out there's an infinite loop here where there are three arches with doors and you have to go through the arch on the right to break out of the loop in advance. So this uh, stage did have one unique aspect to it. So you have these opening and closing doors that you have to shoot. And there's one part of the stage, I I can't be sure about this, but I feel like I flew through the same section like four or five, six times. You kind of keep cycling the uh, snow part if you um, don't find the, I guess it's the weather control device, which is kind of hidden in one of the, behind one of the blast door type things. The cool thing is the power up is behind the door of the center arch. If you keep choosing the center arch, you can keep picking up power-ups and get the twin photon cannons and the shield upgrade. Uh, And I just keep flying through the same three gates, followed by a bunch of spider guys, followed by three gates. Like, is this, am I supposed to fly through the gates in some order? Or is is it legitimately, did they just pad this level with just like a loop and then like some sort of loop? Like, I'm I'm very confused. Uh, Come back to find out. Essentially, you keep cycling through the same bit. So it took me longer than I'd like to admit before I realized I was stuck in a loop. There's a section with doors that keeps repeating. It's just like that one castle in the original Super Mario Brothers. I can't tell if it's reused assets or if I'm doing something wrong and it's making me go through them again and again and again. That's a, that was a unique thing about the stage, but I don't know. I'm glad it didn't take me too long to figure that out because I could imagine like flying that loop 12 more times before trying the door on the right. <laughs> okay, okay. So get this. I was flying through going round and round in what seemed like circles because it was f***ing circles because I was going through the wrong door. So I eventually start going through different doors and and eventually the doors stop coming. I don't know why. And then there's a door on the right that if you blast open, there's like a switch you fly into. And as soon as you fly into that switch, the background changes and it looks like the yellow smoky background kind of like from the Kefka Final Fantasy VI skybox again when you fight that final boss. Oh, we have our answer. Behind door number three was some sort of weather thing that, of course, I was supposed to shoot with lasers to fix. There's like a diamond-shaped thing, and if you fly through it, the sky clears immediately, and uh, you don't keep uh, cycling through the same bit. Uh, you can kind of continue on to the to the base, which is at the end of it. I had to get something from another door or shoot something. I don't know because everything's blue, but now everything's orange. Well, the sky's orange. It's more stormy. It's not blue anymore. And the bird's back. So Titania does a cool thing, which I don't think we saw at all in Route 1, where the first half of the level is all snow and ice crystals and big walking ice spiders, I guess, for some reason. Uh, And then after you progress to, like, maybe the the three-quarter point of the level, suddenly the, the white snow goes away and the white clouds are replaced with black clouds and an orange sky, and it looks like it might be, like, pollution, maybe? Or, I guess, the weather control unit is making it hot over here. Now, after you fly through the right gate, the weather changes from winter to fall, which is a pretty cool effect. 
I think I only died on Titania once, but it was after the, the level transition, and I must have missed the checkpoint or something because uh, it just started me right at the start. And this level is pretty long. So is there a checkpoint in this level? I, I haven't seen one. And this level, there's things that shoot you from behind, so you can't even tell. You just kind of have to bob and weave the entire level. Was just, this was fun, and now it's just aggravating. Anyway, ice spiders get replaced by lava crabs, maybe? What's with all these giant mechanical crabs? this game. Reading my notes for this section, I wrote, Jesus Christ, enough of these giant crabs. I don't quite remember what was frustrating about them, but it was definitely something. We enter a ship, or a base, or some polygon. And then you approach this gigantic mountain-like structure. Uh, you, at, the, at the end here, you go inside a mountain. And not only does this level do one change where like the environment around you changes, but you fly up to this big, creepy-looking building, and then the cool thing happens where the spaceship flies inside of the structure. You fly through a narrow corridor when you're greeted by this robotic boss. You run into a robot that has like almost like a billboard-esque neon display screen on it. It says, bye, with an exclamation mark. That has a message that reads, bye-bye? A sign saying bye-bye appears. WTF. After some doors, a boss life bar appears. There's a cool transition right before the boss, where you fly through a short tunnel and come out over a body of water under what I think is supposed to be a train rail. Next thing you know, you're flying across the water under an overpass. And then uh, the stage turns into this, you're like kind of flying over the water under this highway, and it actually looks really cool. I was impressed by the graphics here. Boss kind of rides along a track over a bunch of water, and uh, it looks kind of cool. It's like a neat effect, uh, especially for being a you know early 3D game on Super Nintendo. So we exit the structure and now we're in a lake in the middle of like a mountain range. We see mountains in the background and there's like a starry sky. It looks like a sunset maybe. Uh, and then the boss shows up after a little bit. You go through some sort of like mountain thing and you come out the other side and you're on like a lake or an ocean and you're underneath some road. This doesn't make any goddamn sense. I think they did an amazing job with the water effects in this boss fight. And the boss, which is apparently named Professor Hanger. This guy is called the Shadow Thruster. What a name. I don't know what he does because I killed him in probably like eight seconds. I killed it almost instantly. Like instantly. Anyway, I had this, because I went through that loop so many times when I had no idea what was going on, uh, I picked up the highest level uh, laser guns. So I took the thing out like super fast. So a small victory for me. This one wasn't too bad. You just got to dodge to the side and then blast the crap out of it. Just fired my lasers and it died. <laughs> the, the, the health bar was absolutely melted away by those double twin plasma lasers. I spam shoot and it dies before I can even see what it is. So, yay? The boss itself looked like a monorail car riding underneath the rail over the water. Weirdly, he kind of like makes fish jump out at you and stuff. <laughs> but... Uh... However, on all of these bosses, it seems like I always survive by the skin of my teeth. Just like one little almost invisible section of health on my bar, so there's that. It's pretty easy to take out, and I wrap up Titania with a 96%. Okay, finished level. At least the boss was different this time, I guess. Yeah, if you can dodge those fish and kind of shoot him when he comes up on you, you know, it's not too difficult. Dodging the fish is really the key. Uh, they're, they really pound you if you if you don't dodge them but yeah titania i don't know if it's the most fun level but it's pretty impressive with the the changing scenery going from like ice to pollution to a lake with cool mountains and it looks all nice and pretty here but i killed him before he even like uh, shot like his clones out at you so you know it's not like a huge <laughs> it's not a hugely effective attack were we coming here to stop like a weather control unit we just blew up like a, a tram 
And it's probably in the instruction manual or whatever. Oh, we did it. Oh, no checkpoint. Made it through. Well, we all made it out alive. And then uh, at the end, Slippy was uh, kind of worse for wear. You know, the, the, when they reported in, he was like, remember not to shoot me, me, me. <laughs> I guess I shot him a little bit too many times. Oops. At the end of level, Fox asked everyone to check in. And Falco said, looking good, Fox. No, it isn't, Falco. Two of your team members are dead. I've got one wing. 27,600 points, and I scored 100% on this level. I'm not really sure how I did that. I, I died a couple of times, but I guess on my final run through it, uh, it, w- it went smooth. I somehow got 100% on this one. No idea how. And that was 10% score, by the way. But my team's looking kind of rough. I have no shields, and I'm dangerously low on bombs. Uh, okay, so, Sector Y looms... Attack on Final Fantasy is a podcast where IP tried to complete every single Final Fantasy game using attack only. In between the weekly main episodes, I often post other bits and bobs, like games I play on a whim, or episodes featuring my lovely wife. Help me, you've got to help me, I've been kidnapped by a podcasting lunatic. So, come and join me over at Attack on Final Fantasy. Wherever you get your podcasts, I think I'm pretty much everywhere these days. You lucky, lucky people. Hey folks, my name's Brett and I'm one of the hosts of Skeleton House, an audio-only Let's Play podcast where my two friends, Jess... What is happening?! Oh my god! And Steve... Even he looks spooked. ...play through video games, and I edit them, add context, and act as your eyeballs. Also, we have a cat. Come check us out at skeletonhouse.buzzsprout.com or look up Skeleton House on your favorite podcast app. Or your least favorite podcast app. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. Up next is Sector Y. Sector Y. And then we have the second space level of this route. We go to Sector Y. How are the R-Wings handling? If an amoeba clings to your ship, use L-O-R to get rid of it. I don't I don't know why General Pepper's a pirate suddenly. General Pepper says, if an amoeba clings to your ship, use L or R to get rid of it. So, okay. Thanks, Pepper. General Pepper warns us about amoebas. There's going to be amoeba in this stage. Which is a bit fool-fooly, isn't it, really? Bit, bit of a break there, mate. Cheers. We gotta, we gotta do a barrel roll. You gotta love how General Pepper cares more about the R wings than the pilots. Recall, Jay found the secret black hole warp to Sector Y during our first first session, and he did not get the advice from General Pepper that I just got, which is if an amoeba clings to your ship, use L or R to get rid of it. So I assume you need to do some sort of uh, barrel roll to kick it off of you. I'm really glad my enhanced lasers carried over from the last one but they don't seem to be having any effect on half of the enemies. So this stage has like a sort of like a beautiful like space nebula, blue and red, uh, Milky Way looking spiral design. It's really cool looking actually, I thought. This one's got some ominous music and a really cool nebula background. So sector wise, it's sort of a, it's almost like an underwater level if I could explain it because all, all the ships are sort of like swimming, like squids and manta rays. What the hell is this sea in space? Very odd. Uh, the next level, Sector Y, kind of continues the like 
aquatic or sea life theme. Uh, even though you're in space, uh, there's a bunch of kind of fish, stingrays, uh, squid kind of floating around uh, out here. I, I love the aesthetic of this level. It is like there's nebulas in the background and the enemies are all kind of like aquatic theme. You see a bunch of even not even enemies, but there are just like flying space fish that float around in front of you just to kind of be like, hey, we're here too. We're nice. Sector Y has what I would describe as an ocean theme, but in space. So shooting at squids, shooting at like manta rays. Big thing you want to do in this one is shoot a squid and uh, the little red stingrays until they turn blue so they don't uh, crash into you. And at first this was kind of tough. I, I game over on this level quite a few times uh, my first few play sessions. Big whales show up at some point. Groups of ships moving in patterns like a school of fish. Other ships that look like stingrays, giant squids, etc. And then, of course, the, the aforementioned amoebas, which go and cling on your ship and you got to spin to shake them off. This is the level that Jay got to, right? He, he took a black hole and ended up here and got uh, sworn by amoebas. I swear, Slippy has a death wish. Who gave this kid an R-wing? Why does everyone hate Slippy? Falco f- sucks. Something's sticking to me. That sounds pretty awful. You got to dodge all these space amoebas. I end up flying through a whole bunch of amoebas. And then you do run into the amoeba General Pepper warned us about. And they do attach to your ship and they slow you down and do damage. But all you have to do, do is do a barrel roll and they fly right off. And shake them off easily. So it was nice to say that the barrel roll was actually useful. You eventually come upon a field of amoebas that are maybe supposed to be like jellyfish. If they attach to you, they'll like suck your, your shields shields down. But you're going to lose them real easy by just doing a, a barrel roll. If one touches you, you need to roll to get them off. It was actually no big deal. It didn't even do any damage. They latch on and drain your power, but luckily they come off pretty easy when you do a barrel roll. I wonder if I hadn't done anything, if they would have done damage eventually. Yeah, the aesthetic of, hey, space, it's just the ocean. I love that, dude. It's so cool. Because they're both, you know, infinite zones of blackness, uh, potentially filled with horrible creatures that mankind will never see. Slippy says, beware of the big stingray. There are some stingray-looking ships that kamikaze at us and take out half our shield. The ray is by far the most frustrating enemy because it doesn't even try to shoot you. It just tries to slam into you constantly. And then I'm suddenly crashing into said stingray. I'm just going to let you know, if, if I if I die here and run out of... I'm, this is it. I'm, I'm not doing this again. And after that, there's a section where the big stingrays try to crash into you. They're difficult to dodge, and I take a bit of a beating here. There are some big stingrays, which you want to do the exact opposite for, though. <laughs> you don't want to shoot those, because if you do, they'll they'll come at you, and uh, and they are pretty damaging if they hit you. Okay, I've resorted to using the rewind function. I have done this same encounter with a man ray at least 15 times, and I cannot get by it without it just absolutely devastating my shields. What? what? I don't understand how to destroy them or avoid them. And here's the crazy part. I decided to cheat and use the rewind feature on the Switch, but I kept dying over and over again. What is going on here? I would go down and it would go down. I would go up and it would go up. They kept crashing right into me no matter what. What? What is this? Who wrote? Who did this? What? It's really irritating. Eventually I learned to just stop shooting every thing in my path and only aim for the things coming right at me. I also wondered here, you know, we're still saving Peppy and Slippy and uh, Falco here and, you know, trying to use these save scums. I'll sometimes notice, like, the same character in, in the same spot getting attacked. It made me wonder, 
But these little ally assistance sequences, are they, I wonder if they're like hard programmed at certain points in the stage to occur or if it's randomized. Like is the character and when it happens randomized? Is there, and I'm not sure which would be uh, more technically impressive. So I'm going with, with it, whichever one was easier <laughs> for the desk to do. So four times Falco has told me to buy my business after saving his ass. So looks like he's going to be dying next. But once you kind of know the trick to this, you know, to get in the sea life, to leave you alone it's not too bad i also want to point out one more thing about this stage right before the boss there's like this giant space whale that appears and it drops like a ton of power-ups in its wake towards the end you can if you shoot all of the squid and all of the stingrays to, and get them to leave you alone uh, a big whale will come and uh, trailing behind it will be like all sorts of power-ups like a shield a few nova bombs uh twin blasters power up um, and some healing rings, so if you're damaged, you'll get repaired up. It's like bombs, laser upgrades, um, health. It, it, I, like I couldn't believe how generous that was. So thank you, Space Will. You're you're uh, you're the hero of the day. I catch a health ring shortly after, and I really needed it. Okay, so I got past the checkpoint, and now they're shooting those goddamn O's that Mother Brain shoots at you in Metroid. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, the boss of the stage is pretty weird. And then we come across the boss of Sector Y, the Plasma Hydra. Then this weird robot floating in space with long, lanky arms comes rolling towards me out of nowhere. It's another new boss. Yay. He's a spaceship with, with big, long whip arms that have stuff that shoot things at you on the ends of them. The boss looks like a three-point star with tentacles. Nothing else really of note in this stage until you get to the boss. It's like this, I don't know how to describe it. It's got like this central metal core. All right, so I made it to the boss, which is some kind of bird thing. <laughs> He's kind of like this, I don't know how to describe him. He's triangular shaped, has tubes for arms, and like out of the tubes he'll like shoot missiles. Holy shit, this boss was tough. What? I shot it for a bunch. I didn't do any damage. Time to abuse some save states and see if I can get by. Falco shouts, shoot down its arms to hit its body. Falco tells me to shoot down the arms in order to attack the body. Thanks, Falco. That's actually really useful. Okay, so Peppy says, shoot its arm things first. Okay, we'll do that. I almost had it, and then the damn thing rammed right into me. Spinning around like these tentacles almost, like a top. It had these two long tentacles that you have to dodge as it spins around, smacking you with them. I had to shoot his arms to get them to detached so it couldn't hit me or do anything too dangerous. All right, after several attempts, we have defeated the Doc Ock machine. I don't know, it's got those like claw things like Doc Ock has, like the three grabby thingy arms. Uh, it reminds me, anyone see Evangelion? It reminds me of the angel in Ava with like the ribbon arms and he like cut people in half and shit. Uh, shoot those off and then it's actually, once you get the arms off, it's pretty easy to start spinning around. It does have like a sort of a final attack though after you destroy it. It doesn't blow up immediately. It first tries to crash into you uh, and I barely escape with a sliver of health. And I did die to this thing multiple times. This was probably what I would say was the only kind of tricky, difficult part of Route 2 for me. Yeah, this guy was pretty tough. You shoot him in the ends of the, like, the arms. You shoot him in the little fingers and then his hands fall off. And then his torso just started spinning around and this tongue thing came out and it had a... What are they called? Those balling chain things. Uh, he'll start spinning around and swinging like a uh, morning star kind of thing. Mace? Is it a mace? Mason chain? Is that what they're actually called? The wife says mason chain, so mason chain it is. But uh, you gotta you gotta keep dodging that swinging uh, morning star. 
I will say that Slippy did die here for me. So big RIP F in the chat for Slippy. Um, however, because I was safe scumming, I did manage to um, defeat the boss without Slippy dying. And then at some point a weak point opens up, and then at some point his hands come back. I didn't really, I didn't really understand it, but I have, I, I defeated him somehow. I don't know how, but I eventually shoot off an arm, and I think this throws off its balance because it starts spinning all over the place like it's out of control, not like it's attacking. You can finish him off. He'll explode like all the others. <laughs> I have no idea how I survived this level, but I somehow got 100% and even managed to snag an extra life. I get by by the skin of my teeth, but somehow pull off a 100% for the level. I shoot it with my blasters a whole bunch, and it explodes! Oh yeah, before he dies, his arms fall off, and then like it looks like a little tongue comes out, and he starts spinning and licking at you, kinda. That's how I see it anyway. Uh, I guess this one went pretty smoothly, because I got uh, 100%. Oh, Falco's still alive, I got 18%. And I've still got one wing. Fantastic. So at the end of the stage, Slippy said, my ship's falling apart, Ribbit. So I was like, oh God, and is he going to survive? Wow, I got 100% on this level. I don't know what that means or how. And now we're heading back to Venom. Woohoo, we have made it to Venom. And here we are. We've arrived at the final level again. And mercifully, we have reached Venom. And then finally, we have Venom. Venom 1, or the air approach. Venom, the final goal. Which starts out in space. Did it start out in space last time? Dude, my memory has gotten so bad. I gotta stop playing all these freaking video games. The dog captain guy? What is his name? I don't even know his name. I'm just gonna call him Good Boy. Good Boy says, Is everyone alright, Fox? Nope. Nope, half my team is dead. Is everyone alright, Fox? Yon course to sneak into Venom's back door. Giggity. Nice. Pepper says we are on course to sneak into Venom's back door. <laughs> yeah, nice. You're on course to sneak into Venom's back door. Ayo. <laughs> no sex jokes here. Look out, Eddie Brock. We're coming in your back door. This level's really just more of the same from last time around. It's in a cockpit one again. I hate these. This sort of... Uh, Space around Venom level is much easier than the other space missions. But yeah, just more. A lot like in Route 1, like there's kind of just a barrage of missiles and enemies uh, in the space above Venom. So the first part of Venom is flying above the planet's surface, just like in Route 1. And this version of Above Venom is just as intense as it was back then. Lots of enemy ships and they're fire to dodge. This level reminds me of Galaga, only bad. The enemies fly in a formation like in that game. Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of shooting them all down. <laughs> but, but again, this is Star Fox, not a good game like Galaga. There's a point where you see missiles coming right at you, and you can't dodge them. You have to shoot them before they hit you. This felt like a really short level. Yeah, phase one of Venom isn't super interesting. I just remember Falco got in front of me like a thousand times and I shot his ass like a thousand times and he was very upset with me and he kept on getting chased by enemies and then he would also get mad at me when I shot the enemies and then he would chase after enemies and he wouldn't shoot them and then I would shoot them and then he would get mad. And I know, Falco's gone down, Falco's died, and I... Why does everyone hate Slippy? Falco f***ing sucks. At one point I see an alien ejected from the ship I blew up and that was kind of funny. Lots of deadly donuts to dodge. I do get a game over on this level as it's really tough to get through without taking a lot of damage, but I have a continue to use. Thankfully, there's plenty of golden hoops to fly through to charge your shields. Uh, you're, you start out in space, there's nothing really 
unique until the boss again on this stage. Yeah, not a lot to talk about in the orbit of Venom. Uh, the boss is the Metal Smasher. And then you get to the boss, which proceeds to immediately squish you. Uh, the boss is a bit different. It's like, uh, I think it's called the Metal Smasher. He's a guy with two big smashers, I guess. The boss is two things that separate and then smoosh together. Or maybe Metal Crusher. I'm on the final boss now. It's a different boss again, which is nice. On the second try, I get to the boss, which comes in two pieces that you have to destroy when they come apart. When it connects together, it flies right towards you and you have to dodge it not to crash into it. It's like this giant clamp thing that it pulls apart and its undersides of both sides are its weak points and then they clamp together. But it's like two kind of drum-shaped things with that uh, trying to get you in between them and, and, and smoosh you. They try to absorb you in to where they're going to clamp down and smash you on top uh, or in between them. You have to use your retro rockets and then side roll away to not get squished. I had to use my retros. Peppy warns you to use your retros and I swear I hit the brakes every single time and I just kept dying like immediately. I didn't really have too much trouble with it. The boss had like one little quirk where it would sort of separate. It's it's sort of like a, I don't know how to describe it, but it it would separate into two sections and then try to crush you in between it. Thank God for that rewind feature. I was fairly low shields when it destroyed the first piece, and it was a race to deplete each other's health bar as I fought the second piece. He looks like a he looks like a drum, maybe two drums. This boss kind of reminded me of like a drink shaker, like something you would mix vodka with, you know. And it sort of glues together, and you've got to look for the spots that you can hit. Nothing too outwear, which is yeah, it's fine. Right. Yeah, his attack is he uh, places his hands apart. I'm going to call them hands. They don't look like hands at all. And then he slowly moves them towards you and then he slowly closes them. But if you just fly into the corner of the screen, like they don't touch you. So I don't like this guy is the penultimate level boss. It's really janky. I was really struggling with this until I decided to hit the minus button to change out a cockpit view. You can dodge getting smushed by by breaking at just the right time and either kind of pulling to the left, right, or up or down. And then I realized not only did I need to hit the brakes, but I needed to go up uh, to dodge it. And this boss really sucked. You have to time it just right. And even with the Switch's rewind feature, this is a pain in the ass. As long as you timed your retros at the right time, kind of veered off, it was fine. Slippy yells, let's turn back, okay? And for once, I agree with him. Okay, guys, I'm going to come clean. Uh, Just before I enter Venom's back door, I am actually using save states because f*** this game. I'm not going to ever be able to play this game without a save state. So every time I see the boss health pop up, I do a quick save state. And I'm still on the boss now. This guy is taking forever to go down. I've died like five times. I hate this boss. But all you have to do is like break or you could probably use the boosters. I did like a combination of them. So just using your retro rockets once isn't enough. You got to tap it even before you get close and then use them again right before it crushes you. I never got smashed by those. Uh, The trick to this one is actually shooting the silver drums that are behind it when it tries to crush you like that. If you don't, they home in on you and they'll like just wreck you. Holy shit, I did it. (laughs) Uh, Wow, that was a tough one. And it took a while to take it down, but it wasn't really that difficult at all. So I just kept at it, and eventually uh, I destroyed one of the two modules, and the other one was pretty easy to take down from there. I did it in a tiny little ship, 
flew out and flew down to the planet below. So I guess that's where I'm going. So you got to shoot those down, then shoot the uh, weak points as much as you can before dodging the uh, the crushing move. One of the really tricky things in this is, though, is that you're pretty much multitasking the entire time because you're trying to use your retros to avoid getting crushed, but you have to... Uh, <laughs> you have to strategically use it because, you know, there's a certain energy meter that has to recharge every time you use them. Uh, but you're also dodging all these things coming at you while also trying to shoot the uh, <laughs> the weak spots on this thing. But, but for the most part, it was the bosses where I had trouble. And it was usually like, <sighs> here's the problem, is because the frame rate is so bad in this game, I don't know if I was doing anything wrong that caused me to die, really, or if it's just that the game couldn't communicate to me where I was supposed to be shooting and where shots were coming from. So I didn't really feel bad using save states to correct when those things happened because it, it felt like I was just making up for the game being bad at communicating. Uh, it's really tough, but man, that was that was really satisfying when I finally defeated the thing. But uh, eventually, you know, you just have to keep shooting it once. Uh... Once you do enough damage, one half of it will explode. The other half, you just have to keep shooting until uh, it blows up and, and like a carrier flies out of it and goes down towards the uh, down towards the surface. I had like no health. I could take like one hit and that was it. Yeah, no venom orbit this time around. Not not super interesting. Since I saved scum the last boss, I still had the double the, the upgraded lasers. So I made quick work of it. So now we're headed down to the planet's surface. I've managed to just scrape out and I pull on 97% for the level. School was full percent then, bringing my total score now up to 6,900. Or 6,900, like, you know, however how you want to say it. Like, it's not, it's not up to me to decide how you say your numbers. Uh, this one, I also got a 100% score on. Uh, yeah, I'm really not sure how I'm doing it, but <laughs> uh, so now my total score is 47,600. What's cool about this one exploding is that it looks like there's a little escape pod that goes down to the planet. I thought that was a cool little touch. Eventually, though, it blows up and an escape pod flies off. So was that Andros on board? I don't know. Uh, Fox also asked everyone to check in. There's no one left, buddy. You know this. Everyone's gone. You're alone in space. Onto the planet's surface and time to face off with Andros. However, you know what is super interesting this time? The Venom interior. Stage six starts and I was expecting a repeat of what we got last time around. And right away, this is very different from anything we've seen before. The uh, final levels of this were really cool as you like flew along the side of a space station. I thought that was just a very, very cool perspective. And it, I think that's the most successful that uh, Star Fox has been so far for me in using its graphical style to really communicate scale in a very impressive way. We're flying through some kind of tunnel with an open side to the left near the surface of the planet. It has the same stormy background that this level had in Route 1. So for this level, we see the, the ominous clouds in the sky that we saw last time, except for we are... It looks like we're flying along like a highway. This is another trench run level, apparently. In stage six, we are flying down a hallway. But it looks like you're racing down like a, a space highway. This next part, you're flying through like a little corridor okay so i'm on some sort of like f-zero type space highway thing i think so then you go to the final stage which is the venom highway and this is kind of cool looking because you're actually like on a highway like road down on the surface of venom or venom 2 
quite a bit different than Route One's. It's uh, almost like you're traveling down a, a freeway tunnel uh, on Venom. And it kind of seems like you're you're mostly dodging like pillars. I don't know, um, freeway looking area. There's a wall to your right and on the left is open space. It feels a lot faster, but I think it's just an optical illusion because there's on the left side of the screen there's um like the broken floor, it's sort of broken up, so it's it's I, I can't explain it, but it just feels like it's going faster than it actually is. The enemies come one at a time and are fairly easy to take down. This level looks really cool, but feels much easier than it should be after that last level. You're dodging all these vehicles coming your way. It's interesting. The, the camera pulls in really close to the R-Wing to where you could I could barely see past the R-Wing, so I've, I'm surprised it didn't crash into more shit that I did. But you can just keep firing your laser and it'll take out what's in front of you. And we shoot like like space cops show up, it looks like. And shooting what look kind of like space trucks and cars. <laughs> it's kind of weird. It almost seems like you're attacking the civilian population of Venom, if, if there is one. I hope these aren't just regular civilians I'm blasting at. And so far, it's been like super easy. There's just like almost like cars just like driving by. They occasionally try to shoot you, but it's mostly been a piece of cake. I'm... A little concerned actually at how easy this has been i love the music in this one so far and again the designs on these are great it looks like there's like a cityscape below us i thought that was kind of cool we can also see some sort of city or manufacturing facilities below us it's like a hovercraft highway and then it turns into like a speeder bike chase which i thought was really cool very innovative i feel like the frame rate here and the frame rate in the boss fight for titania are a lot better than the rest of the game because most of our view is kind of cut off by a big polygon above us and a big polygon below us which seems to make the game run better at one point i lost my turbo lasers when one of my wings got torn off by a column uh, there's also a part where like speeder bike guys uh kind of chase you down one of the speeder bikes slammed into me crashed into the wall and lost my other wing but mostly you just have to dodge things and you can just very few things actually shoot at you too much so just keep uh, blowing up these trucks and cars <laughs> i'm down to like no health and then the boss shows up yeah i think this level is really cool it's pretty easy um i do not like the boss though what's this guy called the boss is a transport vehicle the Galactic Rider, what an amazing name. He is like an armored personnel carrier, but he shoots motorbikes at you. <sighs> Just when you thought you were done with these guys. It's really dumb and annoying. The boss, before getting to Andros, is a carrier that carries other ships that it unleashes to attack you. Okay, there's another new boss at the end of that level. Uh, you could only really hurt it when it opened its flap to let enemies out and drop bombs. Then you run into the boss. Uh, it's called the Galactic Rider, and it's like this car that has a hatch, and the hatch opens up and releases like enemies to attack you. Uh, that wasn't a problem, but the idea is to shoot inside the hatch when it's open. So that takes a couple tries, but this boss's most dangerous move was just to crash into you. So when you beat the boss from the previous level, a shuttle ejected from it, and so I guess we were chasing the shuttle down onto this road because I just encountered the shuttle, and it is surprisingly infuriating to fight because it'll just sort of armor up and then just intentionally try to crash into it. Again, the worst things in these game, in this game is the things that have to do with just avoiding obstacles. Is the, the shooting is nothing. It, it's, it's, the, it's the crap where they just try, hey, here's a ship that's just going to slam into you all the time. Like, try to avoid it. But the controls suck, and, and I have no idea where in 3D space I am with my 2D polygon crap. Even when I use retro rockets... It slams into me over and over. 
So <laughs> like it, it seemed like I couldn't even, if I braked, boosted, it didn't matter. It was going to crash into me from the side or from behind. He shows up behind you, which is um, kind of clever because you have to dodge out of the way. But it's like another one of those troop carrier bosses. And the first thing he does is he unloads more of the speeder bike guys. Now this game's starting to make me dislike Shigeru Miyamoto. You have to focus on taking out the ships it unleashes, then focus on the flashing strips when you have a clear shot. Uh, you just shoot the motorbikes out of the sky and shoot him in the weak point when he opens his hatch. His effective move is he just slows down and you ram into him, and I don't know how not to ram into him. Which was kind of annoying. Like I didn't think that was a cool mechanic. And then eventually, I, I guess the carrier that flew out of the, uh, the exploding uh, boss of the last stage... Yeah, it flies in front of you, tries to get in your way. It occasionally opens up like its back door and releases more of the speeder bike guys. And that's the only time you can hurt it. But uh, if you just keep dodging it and uh, using your brakes to avoid uh, ramming into the back of it, eventually you can just shoot it down. But got through it. Uh, but thankfully, I don't think this guy had a lot of health because it seemed like he went down pretty easy too. They're small and very tough to hit. You also need to dodge to the side when it flies really close to you. All in all, just like the rest of this level, this boss was not that difficult. So, anyway, I get by it after a couple of reloads. But I, I got there. I did it. It wasn't fun. Yeah, I like the I like the style of the level. Like, the, the cityscape in the background is really cool. I, I thought that was a very, very cool level. Uh, but it, yeah, very easy for being the, you know, right before the Andros fight level. None of this is fun. And this freeway, turns out, goes right into the, <laughs> the tunnel into Andros's base. The dramatic music kicks in. We go down a winding, twisted tunnel. Uh, the monkey guy just, just popped up and started chatting shit. Andros's voice comes in over the comms. I thought you might make it eventually. General Pepper has guided you well. However, you will not escape here alive. Um, and he called the good boy dog General Pepper. So I guess that's his name. I don't know why they didn't call him Sergeant Pepper, which would have been a cool Beatles Easter egg, but never mind. And then it suddenly turns into an obstacle course. Surprise! After beating it, we enter a tunnel towards the center of the planet, and we fly through a tough corridor where I crash into a couple barriers. I also really like all the sequences where you fly inside of a spaceship. These are probably my favorite segments when you get to fly through the corridors. Dodging the obstacles that pop up from the bottoms and sides of the screen is kind of annoying, but uh, it was a nice change of pace from just the shooting gallery of the rest of the game. So I thought that all of those sequences were pretty cool. Eventually, we enter a shaft. Andros taunts us again. And then you move on. You face Andros. His most uh, dangerous move is the corridor leading up to him because there's all these like moving beams and girders again, just like last time. That you have to fly around and avoid. And if you get, if you're like me and you crash into like everything on the way in, you're going into Andros. The Andros boss with like no health. So that that was the most important key to victory was to not crash into all those beams on the way in. So I'm approaching the boss with no wings, one life, one bomb and just a sliver of health. But I do manage to pick up the double photon cannon upgrade right before facing Andros, so I have that going for me. Thankfully, as you're going through this obstacle course, you can pick up some upgrades, and I randomly got like a wing repair at the last second, so thank God for that. I'll see y'all on the other side. We arrive at the gray rectangle again, 
And then, of course, the final, final level, the core of Venom, the big Andros face. We all know what happens here. Um, and Andros is almost exactly the same as the in route one. I, I think he's a bit tougher, though. He takes more shots. <sighs> anyway, we enter the base and we're face to face with the face again. Once again, the final boss is just that massive face in the middle of a weird fever dream thing. So we get a repeat of that creepy, uh, trippy face made out of blocks. I think this one is tougher than the first one, maybe, because he shoots bullets out of his eyes sometimes instead of just uh, big flat planks. That might have happened last time, though. Again, I I don't know. (laughs) The Andros fight is very similar to it was in Route 1, except that the eyes seem to take a ton more damage and the face rebuilt before I could destroy the inner cube, forcing me to fight the giant face for a second time. But I mean, he does the same two moves, shooting silver uh, rectangles at you, um, sucking them in and blowing them out at you, trying to suck you in. And then, of course, you fight Andros, uh, who is just... He's just a big face, and he spits blocks at you, and has glowy eyes. I don't know why any of those things are true, but that's that's just who Andros is. And you shoot its eyes, you dodge some stuff, it breaks apart, and this time, instead of an Andros cube, it's a dreidel. And uh, the monkey in the box. Um, I suppose the monkey is Andros, isn't it? Yeah, shoot him in the eyeballs, and then the big cube comes out, you shoot him in the cube. It's like a spinning dreidel uh you fight andros and it's as far as i can remember it's the same exact fight as last time i had no more troubles you know it's the it's the same damn fight dude and it took a few rounds this time i had to keep shooting the eyes out and keep shooting the thing and you know rinse and repeat oh and now he's shooting lasers out of his nose and uh yeah um, it's really really pretty much the same Right at the end, his face broke apart and the shrapnel hit my ship and killed me. After a few live-die repeat loops, I finally managed to come out on top. And I was happy to see him destroyed. The entire base is exploding around us as we're escaping, just like the end of Return of the Jedi. Still managed to beat Andros pretty easy. Pick up a 100% for the stage, giving me a 92% overall. We blow up Andros, escape the exploding ship. We emerge from Andros's volcano lair in the nick of time. And we did it! At the end, uh, kind of the ending cinematics also the same. <laughs> you, know, you rejoin the team up in space. Uh, your scores are totaled up. And then you, you've saved the galaxy. You blew up Andros. Congratulations, Star Fox team. Then I'll fly home and have a pint. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say about Star Fox. Oh, man. Route 2 was hard. <laughs> I mean, Route 2 I had a lot more trouble with than Route 1. Okay, so my overall thoughts on Route 2. Definitely a step up in difficulty from Route 1. Without save states, I was only able to get through Titania. That's including the one continue. After that, I, I just had to abuse save states to get through some of the stuff. I'm sure maybe with a little bit of more practice, uh, I could get through the whole thing. But why would I do that? This isn't very good. Anyway, yeah, medium route. Uh, the It's like front-loaded with difficulty, I felt like, because Sector X was pretty tough and Titania was pretty tough. And then the rest of it kind of like... It didn't feel too easy for the most part. 
I, I think I was just thinking that it would be really difficult, so my uh, my perception was a bit skewed. Route 2 also um, has some pretty interesting levels, at least in the uh, kind of the later half. Uh, the first couple levels are pretty similar to Route 1's, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> overall I think it was... Um, you know, Route 2 is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I had fun with the normal route. Like, pretty good difficulty throughout, despite, you know, the latter half being easier than the former half. The, the game controls reasonably well. Um, I, I really don't actually have that much of a complaint against the controls. Like, flying the ship around and shooting and dodging and all that stuff feels pretty good. It's just the frame rate that's the problem. Is the game looks so bad. I, I get that for its time, it was doing really impressive th- things with 3D graphics, but it doesn't look good now. And at points, it's like almost nauseating to play um, because the frame rate is just so bad. Um, yeah, that's that's my biggest takeaway with with Star Fox on the Super Nintendo. Is it's just it's just unpleasant to look at and unpleasant to play. Not a good game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of bad stuff to say about it. More like a tech demo that just got out of the lab i wish that nintendo cared about creating good stories i wish that nintendo had any kind of interest in developing a story that would be good if any nintendo game had a good story and a lot of people are going to say hey Lokathor, what about this and that game that's the thing there are games on nintendo systems that have good stories, but there aren't games made by Nintendo that have good stories, and that includes Star Fox. Because I'm like, I, I talked about the frame rate last time, and the frame rate is the only horrible thing in this game. The rest of it's like fine. Um, I'm done with Route 2. Yeah, it was crap. Thanks. Plus, I, until Brett mentioned it, I didn't realize that the frame rate is as bad as it is. Maybe it's because it didn't bother me as much when the difficulty was lower, but particularly in the asteroid system or in the sector x system i can't even keep them straight and particularly in the sector x system the floating t's that spiral around and the floating x's and the beams and stuff it's very irregular which makes it even more jarring to play at the higher difficulty level i don't know sometimes the the hit detection feels a bit weird with like shots not landing on a guy you think it should have hit or you crashing into something that you think you should have dodged the game's not good but for the most part it's fine None of this is fun. Uh, if this is considered medium, I have no idea what the next one's going to be like. Don't don't play. Don't play this. Don't play. All right, and the time that everyone has been waiting for the the final score tally. I think I kicked ass. Anyway, my average score was thirteen percent. My uh, percentage was eighty-five percent. Somehow, I managed to get a hundred percent on both stages three and four this time around, with a ninety-nine percent on stage five and ninety-eight percent on stage six. Uh, I think I did better on the stages that let you do cockpit view because my accuracy was always higher on those. And I had one stage where I was like at, like at sixty-two or sixty-eight percent, so that dragged my average way down, unfortunately. Stage one, one hundred percent. Stage two, eighty-four percent. Stage three, one hundred percent. Stage four, one hundred. Stage five, one hundred percent. Stage six, one hundred percent. Yeah, my final score. I can't remember what was it. Hang on, let me just go back and check. Yeah, cool. 
7,900. Uh, my total score was 51,000. Coming in with a final score of 57,100. Uh, my final score was 57,600 with an average score of 96%, which sounds pretty good and doesn't reflect uh, my experience with the route. Which brings me to a total score of 58,400 and an average score of 97%. You know, with the caveat that I did do a restart because I got my ass kicked in the first two levels. But I did it. I, I still did it. It's still me. It's still my damn hands and fingers. Okay, so now I'm going to go play something better, like a rusty bit of barbed wire. That's it for Star Fox, for the Super Nintendo, for the Route 2, for the Medium Route, for the six levels, and then the Andros fight. That's it. So... I guess uh, I did something right on my final run through uh, where I actually made it all the way to the end, but uh, it was a lot more challenging than Route 1. But yeah, that's it for my Route 2 run, so we got Route 3 coming up. And it looks like I'm going to make it to the final episode of this season and take on Route 3. I'm going to try Route 3, even though I didn't like Route 2 very much and I really just don't like this game very much, I'm, I'm interested to see. You know, I've played two-thirds of it, I figure I may as well try the rest, right? Maybe it'll be better. Yeah, Route 3 is apparently supposed to be mad fricked up, so, um, you know, I'll try my best. I'm looking forward to hearing how my fellow Super Switch Club podcasters fared on this route, and if we were all continuing on to Route 3 together next time. I did look up the secret stages and how to get to those. Spoiler alert, everybody, we already missed the first one, but the second secret stage we can get in Route 3, so maybe maybe just a hint, look that up before we go in. Next up, we're playing through Track 3, the hard route, which includes... Fortuna, Sector Z, Macbeth, and of course Andross's base on Venom. Submissions are due on June 6th. And make sure to send in your nominations for what Sega Genesis title you want to play next. I'm starting to dislike people who voted against the good games in the Super Switch Club bracket. The game's not good. I still think this game is good. None of this is fun. This is just a cruel punishment. Bill, my friend, you were right to give up. This is trash. British people hate it. I don't know why. Because f*** this game. Better than Zelda 2. Bill, the next sentence is specifically for you. Democracy was a bad idea. That's it for Star Fox Route 2. And thank you, Eric, for editing this. And I'll see you guys next time, Star Fox team. Okay, this has been Brett from Skeleton House. Goodbye. Until next time, this was Pete from Attack on Final Fantasy. You too can be part of the Super Switch Club. It's not too late. Head on over to probablywork.com slash superswitchclub to join today. Submissions are always open. The Super Switch Club is a product of the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network. Find more of our other great shows at probablywork.com, including Podcasters Assemble, Too Young for This Trek, Comic Zombie, and Epic Tales of History. Music by Entertainment System and Overclocked Remix. Star Fox is available to play on the Nintendo Switch Online Virtual Library. This podcast was created by Bill from Bill's JRPGs and Other Trappings. This episode was edited by Eric Slater. Thank you to everyone who was able to contribute to the show. Links to everyone can be found in the show notes. Thank you.
This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Wow, now watching the uh, final cinematics here, I just learned that the boss of Titania or Titania's stage is called Professor Hanger. <laughs> I, I wonder if he's tenured. So the boss... I'm going to try Route th- 3. That's it for... What's this game called? <laughs> Back again to talk about uh, easy... Nope, nope, wrong. Medium Route for Star Fox 2. So, you know, that's it. Good luck.